like Captain Salah. Kenny, you know when um like you do well in FPL, yeah. I you, you know your scores already, but you always be going back to check it to just look at it and just smile like <laughs> I did a madness this week. So <laughs> Welcome to the Footy Stands Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Footy Stands Podcast. My name is Ovo, and today I'm joined by Gorgeous Squad. Uh, there's Kenny. Kenny, how are you doing? I'm good, you still. Yeah, and first time on the podcast, joining me today is Michael. Michael's a Barcelona fan, um, really knows his stuff on football. I follow him on Twitter. And um, I just hit him up and asked him to join the podcast so we can talk about some serious stuff about his football club and football in general. So, Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, man. So um, before we start this episode, I just want to thank every single person that listened to our previous three episodes. They did very, very well. And um, I really enjoyed the responses, you know, people following us on Twitter, interacting with us on Twitter, on Reddit, on Instagram. So um, follow us on Twitter at Footistans, follow us on Instagram at Footistans as well. Join us on Twitter, um, on Reddit forums and forums on Facebook as well. And um, yeah, man, follow, subscribe on Spotify and everything. So let's get to the integrities. Uh, first weekend of major, like top five league football. So um. How do you guys feel in Kenny? Bayern Munich drew to uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, it was, uh, I don't know what to call it. I felt like it was a tired performance from the players. I don't, I don't really understand why um, we're making the same mistakes we made last season. I mean, um, Upamecano was supposed to be, you know, a fix to that, you know, high line thing. And they were literally making the same mistakes that they were making last season. Sunny looks tired. I don't know what exactly is going on in his head. Like, and right now, I feel irritated anytime I see him playing on the <laughs> right flank, He'll trying the same thing over and over again, and it's not working. Like, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it gets annoying at some point. But all in all, I mean, it's just the beginning of the season. So, you know, I'm just glad that football is back, man. I'm just really glad. Yeah, man. Um, Michael is a Barcelona fan, and Barcelona match just finished. 2-4-2 to Real Sociedad. 4-2 to Barcelona, Barcelona won. And Michael, how you feel about the game? Oh, I feel really bad about the game. Like, so when Messi left, like, initially, I've always, like, said it, I'm like, we just need a better coach. We just need someone that knows what he's doing and he would be good because we have the players, even though it's not like top class players, but we still have like a little bit of like competent players and stuff. So I was looking forward to the first game. I was looking forward to the lineup. When I saw the lineup, I mean, I was okay, except the fact that he played Eric Garcia and he played Pedri also. Pedri needs rest, of course, and Eric Garcia, I'm still like really unsure about him. But yeah. I mean, I was still confident about the game. I knew we were going to, like, it's not like we're going to lose or it's going to be very bad. So I'm, I was really glad, like, we actually played good and we won. Yeah. Big ups to uh, 
Brett Waits, Chris Brown lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I really like... Enough, okay, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. Sorry for putting it like that. Um, funny enough, you know, when this whole Messi saga thing happened, like, I was actually thinking to myself, like, this might actually be, like, the beginning of a new era for Barcelona. Like, it might actually work in their favor because, you know, when he was there, they literally played to him. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So it, it, it might actually work in their favor. Honestly, um, work in their favor. Yeah, man. The third goal, you know, the um, I think Memphis to Jordi Alba, then he crossed it, then Bridgewood smashed it. Then it was like this was how like Messi used to always feed Jordi Alba for like those pre-assist things, and all just like Vasa are still doing that thing. So, but we'll get to them later. But um, as for me, I've been a Liverpool fan. It was a good weekend for us, like in the Premier League. Like Captain Salah, Kenny, you know when um, like you do well in FPL, yeah, and you you know your scores already, but you always be going back to check it, to just look at it and just smile. Like <laughs> I did a madness this week, so <laughs> so that's what I've just been happening to me this um Saturday and Sunday. But um, yeah, man. So let's go into the nitty gritties. Um, the major talking point is Messi to PSG and um, Michael when the news broke that Messi wasn't you know a Barcelona player anymore I felt like the football gods robbed you of the opportunity to properly say goodbye to Messi you understand so how are you feeling I mean I'm not gonna lie like of course it hurts like it's Messi I mean it's gonna hurt anybody but Messi's like, you know, like one of the greatest players ever. And he's been in our team since I started watching Messi when I was young. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's been a long time. I never thought it was going to be like this, like around this time. I mean, it's quite late. He has played for years. He's like 34 already. So, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was going to be like from an expired contract. I thought it was just going to be from like retirement or in just moving to like Argentina or something. I felt bad at first, but I, I've I've already put it in my mind for the past like two, three seasons that yeah, this guy is gonna go eventually. And we're gonna like move away from the messy dependentia, like not depending on Messi and actually play a different style of football. You get what I'm saying? And I've definitely been looking forward to it. So when you finally left like this like last two weeks or something, I, I was okay with it. Like, I didn't even talk about it because I didn't really care. Like, it's you a thing care. that I'm already like, yeah, like I'm not really bothered about it. Like the way people are like tweeting every time. I've I've not even tweeted once about the whole thing. Like not one tweet related to like the event because I mean, it's whatever it has happened. There's no point crying over spilled milk. You get what I'm saying? Yes, like, really. I just feel, I just feel it does happen. Like it's not, he's not coming back. Or anything so life goes on like we just need to focus on our team and how to make them better but bro i life. mean like i hear what you're saying but even when stevie gerard left liverpool and he went to yeah. the galaxy it was like it was a retirement thing i was yeah. see i almost cried it was like a relationship <laughs> to me. no dead ass yeah. like i basically cried it was bro i was so emotional like kenny i think you knew me back then i was holding my shit and everything like bro yeah. come on you, you can't tell I mean, me i'm I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm just a different person. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. it's me. I mean, not necessarily. Of course, I felt bad. Like, people around me, like, so I have some friends because I work with white people, 
and not a lot of them watch soccer. But I have like some Spanish dudes that I work with also. And there's one that is a Real Madrid fan. He was taunting me like throughout the day with it. I'm like, bro, it's not getting to me. Like it doesn't really, it has happened. It has happened. It's whatever. Like even on Twitter, people were like, uh, like you're crying or this <laughs> or that, this. I'm like, okay, yeah, if you say so. I'm not going to like argue with you and say, oh, I'm not paying. I mean, of course, I'm like affected by it because it's messy. Like everyone wants to have messy in his team and stuff. And I wish he was still there. I definitely wish he was still, I could, could renew and still play in my team. But it's gone. Life right. goes on. Like I'm not going to be sad over it. That's it. All right. <laughs> Kenny, can, can what about you? How are you feeling when um, Messi left that Barcelona? Bro, I ain't even gonna lie, man. I was shook. Like, because, you know, even Fabrizio, <laughs> Fabrizio was saying that... That, that guy's whole, a fraud. That that guy's a fraud. <laughs> they were saying that they were going to sign a contract and everything was set. And that was what we were expecting. And then, breaking news, Messi cannot... I, I think I sent you the article, like, immediately I saw it. I, yeah, I, I heard the I news I, from you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I sent you the article immediately. So I was like, bruh, are you seeing what's going on? And there was a whole thing. And before you know it, bruh, this dude was already on his way to PSG. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no, I, I was shook. I'm not even going to lie. I was shook. You know? Okay. Okay, yeah, that's a perfect segue. Messi to PSG. In my opinion, yeah, I do not know how PSG pulled this off. Like, it's not supposed to happen. Like, you already have Neymar and Mbappe who are on ridiculous <laughs> wages. Then you have Ramos and Gini who you signed on free transfers. And Donnarumma, who you signed on free transfers. And you know how these free transfers come with a lot of, like, signing in bonus and a lot of packages. How did he have enough money to get Messi? Yeah, go ahead. Bro, I don't know. Doesn't FFP apply to PSG also? I don't think so. I don't think I so. Don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't, don't know how they were Bro, I don't know how they manage to afford it, man. Obviously, I know how they afford it. Obviously, billionaires and stuff. But how are they getting away with it? If it was Man City, oh my God, everybody Bruh. would be on their... Everybody would be on their necks. Bro, it's crazy, man. And it was so quick. It wasn't even like... You know how my United took like 18 years to sign Sancho? This was like two days. This was like swift. One thing yeah, I saw yeah. Messi crying in TV on Twitter. Out of us, I saw him crying. Next day, I'm seeing him waving from the balcony like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I yeah, think Michael, it's because there was no trans, there was no transfer fee. So I think it's it's like more lenient. I don't know if that's the right word for it. It's more lenient on like the finances, whatever, because there's no transfer fee. There's just like a, a contract and like salary or wages or whatever. So I think that's why FFP didn't really pay attention to yeah, it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So that's it. I'm 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 actually curious to see how their season is gonna pan out because you can't have that wealth of talent in your attack lineup and be losing to Lyon or be crashing out to... Nah, man. You should I'm... be getting to finals and you should be challenging for the Champions League title at least for the next two, three years. I'm dead as serious. But... PSG should win every game like 5-0. I'm not even joking. Like, Bro. if Messi and Neymar on the pitch and Mbappe and Demaria, 5-0 minimum. Bro. 
Like, do you understand? And you're playing Strasbourg, Angers, and all these guys, bro. I swear, Miss... the top, the top ten players in the in the league, oh yeah, they should all be from PSG. <laughs> like that's a madness. <laughs> what I think, yeah, what I think is their major, their major thing should be Champions League. Like that's like the that's where we, do, we would actually see the quality of the team. I mean, I'm not gonna be like these people that call like France League like Farmers League or something. But I know PSG is significantly better than most of those teams, like in terms of quality and squad players. You get what I'm saying? But I understand like teams would still put up a fight and everything, like teams like Leon and uh, Lille or whatever. Leon. Yeah, pretty much. They would still put up a fight and stuff. So, well, but well, I know they, Champions they, League is like the they, major they, place they were, to get like. Lille were the champions last season, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they shout like 5 0 in their opening game yesterday? Yeah, I heard. I didn't watch the game. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was their former coach that went to that team. What, what team did they play yesterday? It was Nietzsche, right? Didn't yeah. yeah. I yeah. Was, so, I yeah, was so it was their former coach that he went to Nietzsche and he, he made them like win the game pretty much. 5 0. I, yeah. I, I guess the guy is pretty good. I mean, champions. 5 0. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, let's let let's switch on to the next talking point. And um, Michael, this is where like I want your expertise. I know a little bit right. about this, but the Barcelona ownership, from a Barcelona fan point of view, yeah, how are you feeling about mm-hmm. it? I'm just trying like explain it to like the listeners who might not know what's going on. All right, so Barcelona ownership. So it's not like it's not like a monopoly. You get what I'm saying? It's not owned by one person. It's owned by socials, so like it's a, it's like a democratic system. So we vote for people to actually be owners of the club, and it's actually fans and like people that have shares in the club that actually vote. So uh, previously we had uh, Bartomeu, which I don't know how we entered. I was so being a Barcelona fan since like '03, right? I've I wasn't really interested in the political aspects. I just wanted to watch the game I love. You get what I'm saying? Watch the game I love and actually enjoy football. But I started getting involved in the political aspect from like maybe 010 or 2011. And I started seeing things happening. I started seeing how things work. And it's just weird that someone can take charge of a team that you claim to love and decide to just be all like, all like monetary gain about it, yeah, just trying to get money from it and also trying to like build like a different thing, not even relating to football. I just found that really weird. And that was what Batomir did. That was what he did when he came in. Like he just changed everything about the club. We weren't really like the Barcelona we used to be. We just basically dealt with money. It was from one weird transfer to another. People started saying it was money laundering, and I don't even put it past that. It's probably money laundering because I don't get how you would sign some players for a very weird amount and sell them the next season, or you sign them and they they're barely used. It, it was just a really weird situation from like 012 to like last year. So when he finally left, when Laporta came in, I, I was so glad about it because Laporta was like the former president, and that was before I got involved in the political aspects. I guess it did good because I read, I, I decided to go read up on it and it was kind of was kind of impressive because it changed 
a lot of things about Barcelona. He brought out, he brought transfers, and he actually employed coaches that were into the game. They actually yeah. loved the game and, they and actually knew the what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So now that he's back, I'm I'm pretty confident in what he's going to do. Hopefully, any decision he makes from this moment is actually the right thing. The first thing that even made me like really back him was in not supporting Coleman. I don't like Coleman for some reason. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything against him. I just feel he's not good enough. I mean, I watched him in Netherlands. I watched him in Everton. I just, um, I just right. don't, I just don't think, think he's good enough. Don't worry, well, we're a lot on that tree. Don't worry, we, we don't. Yeah. Ideas, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the thing. But again, I can't be the judge. I can't be the right judge of character of coaches because I actually liked Setien, Cricket Setien. I liked him when he was in Betis, and when he came to Barcelona, it was really bad. I never expected it was going to be that bad. So then I have minus one on my part. So hopefully Coman proves me wrong and he actually does something. But I know by January, if he's really bad, he's getting sacked because supporter has already said that. He already said he's going to like let him go. And just giving him to, to January and he needs like a German coach or whatever. So hopefully I'm just I'm just waiting till January now. Okay, yeah, but the thing is, like, with Barcelona, yeah, I know you got the new president and everything, but um, you guys are in a lot of debt, like, almost like a billion, over a billion um, pounds in debt. And um, this yes. is due to, like, poor decision-making, um, yes. transfers, you know, unpaid transfers, mm-hmm. and um, obviously the repercussions on the pandemic. And um, yes. it got to the extent where you, you guys couldn't register players, you know, players like PK had to take pay cuts. And your fan base mm-hmm. are kind of like, you know, clamoring for some players to leave, like Coutinho, yes. um, who else? Umtiti. Umtiti. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they should which, leave. Which I am because, still. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like... Still in, yeah, go on. No, let me finish. But um, for a club like Barcelona, yeah, so, like, do these kind of things. It's not... You expect these kind of things from, like, not County or something. Like, when they ask that <laughs> to take you know, pay cuts and stuff like that. But it seemed like Barcelona. It just means that you guys were just poorly run. So how are you feeling about that? Because obviously it's not going to end, you know, in one day. You guys are not going to pay the debt up in one day. So the future of Barcelona is in like, it's just in the air. We don't know what's going to happen to Barcelona. And Barcelona fans, do you think they should be worried? Yeah, Barcelona fan, are you worried? Yes, I am definitely worried. No doubt I'm worried. But that's that's what I said. So... Bartomeu made a lot of stupid decisions. Like we were buying players and we were not seeing the results of it. And then COVID and he started he started negotiating like crazy contracts with the players. Because I don't know how you would negotiate a contract with a player and you would give like over 100% raise. It doesn't work that way. I know you play football manager. I used to play football manager. The only players you give contracts like that are like, players that are irreplaceable. And I don't think there is any player that's irreplaceable except Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, like, but check this. I feel like you gave them, in your past era, like the Guardiola times and the Enrique times, mm-hmm. you guys are so successful. So to entice the players that were already there, you gave them yeah. bumper contracts. That's like the um, Rakitic's and the PKs and the Jordi Albas. And, you know, yes. and at that time, obviously, they were some of the best players in the world. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? But now they are falling off and that's still on these long, like, 
enormous contract. So, so, so that's the thing. Even those players, they didn't get hundred percent raises. You get what I'm saying? They got they got they got raises per time. So theirs is accumulated. So people like PK, people like Busquets, people like Alba, it's accumulated. It's like oh, increasing like twenty k, like every contract increasing like fifty k. But then we got the likes of Umtiti. So after his first year, he asked for a new contract, and we gave him an increase of about eighty or something. Wow. It doesn't work that way. The the increments have to like come like gradually. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So most of those players we got that have like ridiculous contracts, the Dembele, the Coutinho's, the Griezmann's, they just came, as soon as we signed them, we gave them a, a bumper contract, like yeah. way different from what they were earning from their previous club. And I mean, they're humans. They some money. Of course, they're going to sign for it. Like when they tell you they don't want the money, <laughs> they're not going to say they don't want the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So... So when we're asking like players to like take cuts and everything, it's because we're in, we're in debt. We can't pay the, we can't pay them like that amount anymore. And I understand players not wanting to take it because of course they have to feed their family and stuff. I don't I don't want to sound selfish. If I was the one, I definitely won't take a pay cut at that moment. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, fans are just looking at it in the sense that oh, they are human beings. They're supposed to understand. Like mm-hmm. I, it doesn't work that way. We are humans. Like so we are working for it. It's a job. It's a job. We're literally working for it to get paid. You get. Go on, Kendi. Yeah, I was no. I was just going off what you said. If it was yeah. the other way around, the club is not going to say, "Oh, well, let's let's look at the human side of it or whatever." They're going mm-hmm. to ship him out. Like, do you understand? Yeah. So why why would he take a pay cut? Do you understand? Like, yeah. I, I yeah. totally get one hundred percent. Yeah, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. And by the way, don't you think what they're doing to this guy is um child abuse? Um Pedri. Child abuse. <laughs> I think no. I think Pedri is not being the reasonable one here because they've given him a lot of opportunities. They told him not to go for Olympics and rest. No, he, just, think, he said I think, no. I don't think he wanted to go. I think they yeah, they made him go. No, I think nah. he wanted to go. He was like nah, he wanted to go. Day. You know? Yeah, you don't make people go for Olympics. I mean, yeah. like, you. I think you should actually take a rest. But then, I mean, the player says it feels fine. Some players say, like, they feel fine. They love the game. And I don't, I really don't blame them. When I used to play football, even when I was injured, I still wanted to play because that was the joy of it. So, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. So, um, you guys, um, after the message transfer, yeah, um, it seems like, you know, De La Liga don't really have like that face because you guys went from like an incredible era from like Ronaldo, Bale, Ramos, Suarez, Messi, oh my days. And you guys now went to like, you know, I don't know who is there, Vinicius, and it's not the same. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on. See, you know, you know, the way the way football is, there's there's time for everything, or there's time for everyone. You get what I'm saying? So it's like it's always uh, a phase. It's always in rotation. Yeah. So that was that was La Liga's time. La Liga had like the Messi, the Ronaldo, the Modric, everybody. It was La Liga. Everyone wanted to watch the best players. The top five or top three best players came from La Liga and stuff. So now it's another. It's another. Uh, like it's the prem. Say it's the prem. Say it's yeah. the prem. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That was the prem. So now it's another another like country's time. So it's I mean I I feel it's okay. I'm I'm very okay with another country taking the limelight 
for now and letting like other other clubs develop again and get to that level and take over again maybe because presently right now let's say the top the best three players in the world right now are in league on that's uber italy whatever whatever the league is <laughs> farmers league that one so the top the best three players in the world at least per stat statistics or whatever i mean you can actually it's it's arguable Messi, yeah. Neymar, Mbappe, yeah, right? They're in they're they're PSG. They're in one team, exactly. And they're also in one team. So we can't say because of that, uh, Ligue 1 is like the best league in the world or it's the most competitive or it's the most watched or something. So, I mean, it's it's really just based on your stuff. People that still are going to watch La Liga will still watch La Liga. People that are still going to watch just EPL, which is the majority of like, Nigerian fans or something are still gonna watch just EPL. So I just feel it's it's whatever. It's just it's just based on like the person or but but I but I personally feel like if we're being honest with ourselves, I personally feel like it has kind of lost its appeal. Especially like the you know, the La Liga used to have the classical and that mm-hmm. was something that everybody should look forward to. If a yeah. classical was happening that weekend, you tell your girlfriend. Look, <laughs> you have to chill. This. Do you understand? Yeah. 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 So right now, so, I, I feel like if the classical is gonna be happening, it won't. It won't have that appeal that used to have. Think, like before. You think so? Well, it definitely won't have that much viewers because there's no Messi and there's no Ronaldo. You get what I'm saying? But are you trying to tell me you won't watch a classical like the next classical coming up? You yourself personally, I'm putting this question out to both of you. Are you guys not going to watch your classical? Like, you'd be like, yeah, I'm not See, watching. Man, if I have a chance to go out to the babe, if I have to the babe and your classical, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to record it. I might not watch highlights. Fair enough. All right, so, okay, this is a good survey size for me. Fair enough. Okay, now I, I believe you. I believe what you say. <laughs> this is a good story size for me. If both of you can say you won't watch it, bro. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, no, but Dedas, I wish, I, I mean, we love football. We'll try to watch, but it's not necessarily about watching. It's about the quality on showing it. Like, um, you can't, we can't go from, like, watching the Ronaldo and Bill Benzema doing the madness. Then it's now Vinicius and Rodri and, you know, Asensio. You know, it's, the drop in quality is, is too much. Before this to be an intense rivalry with them, um, Pep and Jose, and now it's Coleman and Ancelotti, two guys that bombed it out at Everton. There were rivalries like everywhere on the pitch. It wasn't just Ronaldo Messi. Pique Ramos. Pique Ramos. It was Jonathan. There was Marcelo Alba. Yeah, there was yeah, always something to look forward to. Jonathan. Now it's like, oh, let's see the lineup, and I'm seeing like Odegaard, or I'm seeing us. That no, no doubt they're good players. I'll, I'll be honest, they're good players, but like I said before, the hype is not there anymore. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not as much as I, as I definitely feel that, but I mean, I still feel as a as a Barcelona fan and a La Liga fan, like because I watch at least seventy percent of La Liga games like all season. As the quality is still there, I get the hype is not there anymore. But if you actually watch La Liga and watch other teams, other teams play. The still there the quality never changed in fact they probably even became better because teams started like expanding the way they play from like the basic the basic spanish football so like 
bring in counter attacking and like ginger pressing and everything. You get what I'm saying? But I mean, it's it's your it's your taste, as I said. It's really your taste. If you actually want to watch it, you're gonna watch it. And if you actually watch it, you see that the quality is there, and you just take away the hype from it and just watch and enjoy the game. Okay, cool. But you know that the way football is right now, when the Super League thing was going on and Perez was stating why he wants the Super League, he said that football fans right now are more attracted to players than mm-hmm. football teams. Like, I find that oh, weird. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. when when I was younger, yeah, like, obviously, mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard was my favorite player and I loved Steven Gerrard and I became a Liverpool fan. For some people my age, it was Torres. For some people my age, it was, you know, Suarez or something. But obviously, if Suarez left, does that mean like you now go to follow him to Barcelona? I think that's what's happening right now because I see a lot of Barcelona fans on the TL like repping PSG. And I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? Like, and I don't want football to go this way, man. It's going to really piss me off because I see like the new generation, yeah, people like all this Mbappe and Haaland and, you know, your Felix and Rashford, Sancho. Don't you think that's better? I it's just not. Feel, it's so, stupid. So, so like, let me, is your dad like get to dig out your mouth? Like, <laughs> like. So let me let me explain. Let me explain how I feel about that. So we we old. I would say old fans. I'm not that old. I'm pretty young. But I started watching football at a very young age, and I've been watching for a while. So when we started watching football at that time, let's say you started watching football when I started watching like uh, year 2000, year 2001, 2002. Like if you say watching football at that time, we felt we had, we uh, fell in love with a team based on a player, right? But we stuck with that team, and we've been through the good and the bad. Yeah, and the team, yeah, with the team. And for Liverpool, I can tell like you've been through a lot because there was, there was a time during Liverpool's phase, and it was really brutal. I was done by that, and that's that definitely builds character. <laughs> you get Bro, what I'm saying? But now. But like now these Naruto. new people, I, I, <laughs> this new fans, this new age fans, it's probably okay for them to just follow one player from one place to another, so they know, oh yeah, I'm not attached to one team. So like, if they get their hearts broken by that team when the player leaves, they can actually just relieve the moment or like let it go. Okay, but so what happens us, when that player retires? When that player retires, they will find another player to like fanboy about. And that's stupid because just if the player performs, then what's your business? <laughs> I, well, I'm just me. I'm just trying to look at it in like the sense. It's not as if I'm like a supporter of that. And I've been about nothing is ever going to change me from being a Barcelona fan, like no matter what. But I understand their own view, saying yeah, they don't want to be attached to a team. I don't want to be able to move around and stuff. So they can, they will definitely not be attached, pretty much. Okay, Kenny, what about you? Yeah, he literally... Wait, Kenny, can you be a little bit louder? I can't hear you. Okay, 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 yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I said that he literally summarized the whole thing. Like, we now live in the age of um, fanboys or stands, as they say it. Ah, I stand this person or I stand this person. So it's unfortunate, but I mean it's the age we live in now, so you might as well just get on with the program. So, yeah. I fell in love with the club I support now because of a player, and I have stuck with that club, you know, for years and years and years now. But 
It is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Wait, you don't you don't care about it. Like you don't think like it's annoying. It irritates me. I don't like to. Yeah. I mean, it's upsetting, but what can you just? I mean, it's a social trend. So there's nothing you can do to change. You say, might as well just get on with the program. Bro, it's not like I want to change it because. See, I love football, yeah, and I like talking about, like, football as a whole. Like, my podcast, we talk about mental health, we talk about, you know, women's football, we talk about everything in football. So, when I, like, see someone just standing one player, like, is he your dad or something? Like, do you have a crush mm. on this guy? I think some Ronaldo fans actually love, like, sexually like Ronaldo. I'm dead ass serious. I'm even joking. When you used to argue Messi and Ronaldo in high school, you know Ronaldo was down bad in high school and Messi was winning everything. So people would say, like, Ronaldo can be a model. I'm like, bro, what is my business? Yeah, that is They'll say, when there's nothing to say again, they'll say, but Ronaldo is richer than Messi. <laughs> What does that have to do with football? <laughs> Bro, it's so funny. They said if they break their legs right now, right now, right now, that Ronaldo still can do something else. But basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's when you get shit like that, this will get pissed off. It's, it's annoying. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. So, um, I think that should be the intro for this episode. That was hilarious. Okay, man. So, um, last but not least, let's talk about the future of football. Um, Michael, I'll start with you. Where do you think football is going in the next 10 years? Football in the next 10 years, I, I think it's pretty much going to be what we enjoy watching in terms of, like, the actual football. Yet. But then I think football is going into, like, a, a media age where they want to, like, do something in the media get people to watch, get views and stuff. Uh, why I said this was because of the whole announcing of signings, the whole all or nothing, whatever, Amazon Prime thing, the whole uh, La Liga or the whole like accounts, like main league accounts actually tweeting or making videos about stuff going on in the clubs. This never used to happen. Like we usually saw our signings from maybe like newspaper or TV and people never brought like a player to come play a fucking piano to mm-hmm. announce a signing. That was or, a classic. Or people did, yeah. <laughs> or people, best, or people best, didn't bring best like... ever. Yeah. <laughs> or people didn't shoot a whole uh, five-minute video to announce a signing of a player. I just feel those things are really, to me, they, they, they're really corny and really unnecessary and stuff so yeah but in terms of like football football is still good in my people say football has really regressed in my opinion it, it has not i feel it's still okay for me like i still enjoy the sport yeah we don't see like a lot of like samba players yeah when i say samba not necessarily brazilian players but then people that actually like hold on to the ball and do skills or try to showcase like the skills or whatever i love yeah. that in football I love that in football. If someone does it, that's fine. I will appreciate it. But because we don't see a lot of that now, people people feel like there's not talent in the world. And talent is way more than that. Talent is you being actually productive. The Salas, the Brunos, they don't necessarily have to do stepovers and shit. So far, they score their goals. So far, they get their assists. So far, they actually do something. 
So far, they actually the aim of actually watching football is to see goals. So far, they actually shows that I'm okay with that. So I think football going in that direction because a lot of players are becoming like gunmen's, like just to score and not necessarily show boats. Even if that's the direction football is going in, I don't I don't care. So far, I can watch good goals and like volleys and stuff. I'm okay with that. All right, um, Kenny. What about you? How do you how do you view football in the, like the future of football? Well, I mean, the whole you know sometimes I feel like because of this technological age that we are in right now, you know, it's going to be incorporated in everything that we're doing. Now I'm hearing uh, what they call it XG. And um, <laughs> what, what, there's so many, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and, you know, you want to judge a team, or you want to. We're watching the football, and we're seeing that a team is playing rubbish, and somebody will come and tell you, "Boys, X, what are you talking about?" <laughs> you know. So yeah. <laughs> but I get it, like I said, I get it. Like you either just, you know, you just have to be on board because at the end of the day, you know, it's where football is moving. So even with VR, with the VR thing, like it's like they are confused because VR, the whole point of introducing VR was because of the margins. I don't know what the referee is doing. Like when they introduce VR and they were giving elbows and you know toenails offside. Yeah, like it was upsetting, but but I got it because that was the point. I got it was upsetting. I won't even like it was rubbish, but I got it because yeah, you want to introduce technology into football, then okay, it margins. Do you get me? Margins, yeah. yeah. But now you know they retracted their statement and saying they're saying that oh, it's not everything that they will they would say is offside. So what's the point of, we should take out the referees then? Because the referees were doing a very good job before you brought the VR. They weren't now doing a know. very good job. They were just, we're just cool with it. They were doing their jobs. They were doing their jobs. So like you brought VR and now you're seeing VR will allow some things. VR will allow some things. Well, to piggyback on what Kane they said, so first, the, the whole XG thing, yes, football going into the, the whole statistical like age, it's pretty ridiculous, not going to lie. I never used to care about XG or how many, how many expected assists or expected goals or something someone had. It's just very ridiculous, in my opinion. I, don't pay, I still don't pay attention to it. I really don't care. Then also the VAR thing, I still don't care about VAR. I mean, I get, yes, there are some decisions the referee did not see and a computer or something or a camera somewhere actually caught it and and shows the referee in real time that, oh, this is what happened. So he can pass his judgment. I feel that's okay if it's something the referee was like, maybe his back was turned again against it. But I still feel regular decisions like offsides or like fouls that the referee can actually see I feel the judgments should still be based on the referees, like the actual ref on the on the pitch. You get what I'm saying? But other things like maybe his back was turned, or like really like I don't know, like I don't I don't have an actual example to give right now. 
but just like really small things that oh, the referee can obviously not see it, but has to actually go look at a video. I feel that's what VAR should be used for, not like just really petty decisions like elbow or toe exactly. line or whatever. And another thing, yeah. and, and, sorry, let me just you know go for you. That's fine. Right. Another thing, like he, he, sometimes he, he just pisses me off because like <laughs> the VAR will see something that like. An example, it's a clear foul. Everybody can see that. All the fans are seeing it. Everybody can see it's a foul. VAR also sees the foul and shows the referee. And the referee just goes on like nothing happened. Ah, Bro. And I'm like, what's now the point of it? Like, what's, what's the actual point of it? It makes no sense to me. And the, and the worst part is that, like, on like, I don't watch it anymore, but Sky Sports and BT Sports, they will now, instead of focusing on the game, they will not be like that red card, that tackle should have changed the game. Like, bro, you see a match like 3 3 or something, they'll be talking about the VR decision. And I'm like, I'm tired, man. Like, bro. Um, like, going off what Michael said first, and uh, Michael spoke about like footballers being better now. And I agree with you. Like, someone like Gary Neville now, multiple Premier Leagues, Champions League winner, good defender, everything. When I tell you, Serge Nabri would drop this guy in seconds, bro. I mean that shit. <laughs> like this era, yeah. Footballers, the human race in general are just like better, more athletic now. So it's not even a, it's not even a competition. Yeah, the con- the conditioning, the scientific, whatever. Exactly, bro. It's just it's just highly advanced now. Like everything is so much better now. Like, if niggas, like, you know, they say Bob Paisley and Johan Cruyff are these amazing managers. If they come here today, they'll be schooled by some other... Like, Eddie Howe will show them levels, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Everything has just changed. Like, so I'm I'm really into, into, like, physical therapy and into, like, recuperation from injured people and Mm -hmm. stuff. And when you see the recovery of these people, the cryogenics, the the machines and stuff they use, you definitely see that everything is just different. The conditioning is just way different from yeah. before when they didn't have these things. So I'm, I just feel these players are always like better recuperated when they get injured and stuff. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, man. And Kenny, can you mention something about like the use of like statistics? I don't mind the use of statistics. In fact, most of the time, yeah, before we even do a podcast, I always do my research. I always make my shit is like I'm 100 I know what the fuck I'm saying. But at the same time, motherfuckers that don't know shit about football, they'll be using statistics as like the base of that all their arguments. They don't put it into context. They don't use logic. Like it's just it's disgusting, man. Like someone like Mirovich now can have like 12 goals and they'll say, Oh, he's one of the best goal scoring yeah. midfielders. But bro, most of his goals are penalties. Yeah. And this is just an example. I'm not like, Penalty, you know, bashing him or anything. But yeah, niggas don't use like context for things. That is just one thing that's pissing me off about football. I know, not to take away from Bruno, but yeah. like my United oh, fans that's do this. That's... My United yeah. fans do this thing a lot where they like, let's say they'll yeah. say Lewandowski, his goals in Bundesliga don't matter. Bundesliga tax, rah. Then do Sancho, mm-hmm. Sancho is this, Sancho. blah, blah, blah. But when you remind them about exactly. Mediterranean, when you remind them about Kagawa, they'll say, no, Sancho is different. Yeah. He is at the wheel. See, just be consistent with your shit, man. Like, bro. Anyhow, so it's, all, it's, all, it's, all about, it's all about feelings. It's feelings, bias, and everything you get. 
like it's only normal it's the human nature to want to like defend some things where you've fought it before so it, it seems like it seems like hypocrisy but it's necessarily not because it's just like in in that moment then but michael michael i mean i understand yeah michael i don't i'm cool i'm not you can yeah. say whatever you want say sancho is the best player in the world cool i'm fine with that but when the season ends and when the time of reckoning has arrived, don't go and start saying Glazers out. Don't go and start saying you needed a DM because that shit is not going to fly. You understand? And that's what my United fans do. You feel me? So in my opinion, yeah, I don't like the way football is going right now. I feel like that's so many games. I feel like players are treated like robots. Yes, they earn a lot of money, but if they play like Pedri now, are we going to get the best of Pedri after he has played 72 games? In how many months? He looks tired. Bro, he looks like all those <laughs> children on harvest envelopes. <laughs> but the, the funny thing about the funny thing about this Pedri situation right now is he's not even efficient enough. The past games I watched, I watched a few. I would say I watched all Spain's games in the Olympics. Maybe I watched if they played, if they played like five games. I think they played like five or six games. I am sure I watched three or four. He's not even as efficient as before, as earlier last season. I mean, yes, he still has the touches. He still has like the, he could still press and everything, but he's not as efficient. You could, you can definitely tell he's tired. Like you can easily tell when the player is very tired because Mm -hmm. they don't really like, when they're on the ball, they don't really like show like the purpose. You get what I'm saying? Like you can tell. I watched him today. He played for 90 minutes. For God's sake, match, 90 yeah. minutes today. He, he played the whole match. And you could... of the Euros. Olympics. Olympics. Bruh. Nah, it's and ridiculous. They should do something about it. Uh, a week ago. Yeah. A week ago. It's, it's just like, bad. It's really bad now. Seven days after us. Six days after, come on. Yeah, yeah, it's not good at all. It's not a good thing at all. You should, you should get a girlfriend, man. Maybe that'll keep him occupied. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah man. Um. Yeah. I know I said we we're going to end earlier, but we love talking about football and we got carried away. But um, <laughs> you guys have anything to add uh, before we round up? We can we can just add like predictions for like the winners of the leagues of each like maybe top five leagues. So what um, do you guys think about EPL? Actually, we're going to do an episode on that, but I'm waiting for okay. after the transfer window because niggas can go and sign okay. Ronaldo. You know, I, I don't know anything can happen. So yeah, that's fair, enough. fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So, um, Michael, <laughs> I just want to say thank you very much uh, coming here, uh, taking your time out. It was that's been a pleasure. Um, Kenny, as usual, it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah. myself, over at the Stands, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, yeah. So um, see you guys next time. Make sure you, you know, keep sharing, keep subscribing. Share to as many people as you can. Let's keep on growing the community. And I promise you, this is going to be one of the best football podcasts in the world. Like, I'm writing it down, you know love attraction and you guys will see in a few years and i want all my day wants to be part of the journey and part of the growth so um, i'll see you guys next time peace out